At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us once again here on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. We have got a jam-packed edition of the HHC for you today, in addition to breaking down last night's 121-98 win over the Oklahoma City Thunder, we had two very special guests in studio with us, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NASCAR President Steve Phelps. They were both in town for the inaugural 2311 Racing Crossover Night at Spectrum Center. We'll talk to them both about the event, as well as maybe some Hornets news and notes, including events surrounding the All-Star Weekend and the potential to get some more young players involved in it. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver talked about that, as well as the parity, relative parity in the league in the last couple of seasons, what that might mean for, say, a team like the Hornets trying to contend in the very, very near future. So we'll have that conversation for you momentarily. First, though, I want to break down this dominating performance by the Hornets and to help me do that. He's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, Rob Longo, back with us again here on the HHC. And Rob, with two very special guests, we want to be quick here in our review of this one. Fortunately, the Hornets made quick work of the Thunder, 121 to 98 the final score lots of stars in this one for charlotte five players with 10 points or more three with 20 or more and a big big double double from miles bridges 22 points and 14 rebounds and he really put the cherry on top of this game late demolishing the rim with this dunk over the thunder hornets with the two-on-one book knight throws the lob bridges receives and throws down a tomahawk right-handed jam that is the cherry on top a Dr. Pepper dunk, and that was the full two leaders for Miles Bridges. 19 points for this double-double. Rob, he ended up with 22 points in the win. 
That is now for Sky Miles, five consecutive games of 20 or more points, one of several stars for the Hornets last night. Just another remarkable performance, and anything was really working for him when you look back at it. From the get-go, I mean, there was that layup that he had, that little nifty scoop that he had to make the game 4-2. to two. The funniest thing that I think about this game last night is the Thunder led this one 2 to nothing, and then that was it. So kind of a quasi-wire-to-wire win, I guess you could say. But Miles Bridges got it going early and often yesterday. He's just been some sort of different person out there. And the thing that I noticed about Miles last night, he was having fun. I know there was a putback that he had, I think it was in like the third quarter, and he just smiled right after he did it. So he was on one of those things. And that's what he always talks about too as well, is that when this team has fun, they play better basketball. And I think yesterday was a really good example of it. I understand it's against the Thunder, but at the same time, a win is a win. I mean, you know, as as long as you're out there performing, it doesn't really matter. And I think, you know, there was certainly some concern because the Hornets had a similar opponent about a week ago against Orlando and let that one slip away. I do think that loss being kind of front and center in the minds of the Hornets, they weren't going to let that happen again. And this is the kind of opponent where if Charlotte plays its best game or close to it, it doesn't really matter what Oklahoma City does. The Hornets are going to win. Thunder were far from their best. I'd say Shea Gilgis-Alexander was near the top of his game. Josh Giddy had a career high 21 points, but in the end, Hornets dominate this one winning 121-98. to We do have that conversation coming up with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NASCAR President Steve Phelps, so let's go right to stars of the game. Rob, you're officially the guest. Who do you like as your star of the night? I'm going to go a little off course here. I'm going to go with P.J. Washington. Now Hayward on the other end. He penetrates, kicks, Washington for three. Got another one. Rip the net cord. P.J. Washington, fifth three of the contest. That pretty much seals it up right there. He finishes 6-10 from the field and beyond the arc. Six three-pointers for P.J. coming off the bench yesterday. He's just kind of a different weapon when he's able to come off the bench and hit three-pointers. Spreads the floor just so well. It's really remarkable what this second unit can do because, I mean, when you think about it, of course, Mason Plumlee's the starter. Comes in, gives you a valuable 17 minutes last night who could have probably been a little bit more dominant if he played more minutes, but he didn't have to the way that the game shook out because he had such a size advantage against that Thunder lineup, but P.J. was able to spread the floor really well. We didn't even know if he was going to play yesterday. He was questionable to start the day with a hip contusion that he got after Wednesday's game in Boston. He didn't finish the game either. And then he comes out and shoots uh, 6 of 10 from beyond the arc. So P.J. Washington is my top performer from last night. Season high, 20 points from P.J. There's a lot of guys to pick from. We could have gone Miles Bridges. We already talked about him. The double-double, 22 points and 14 rebounds. Gordon Hayward had a really solid game, 16 points, 6 of 11 from the field, 3 for 5 from 3. He's pretty darn close to 40%, by the way, from beyond the arc this season. He's having a great, great season shooting the basketball. LaMelo Ball, almost another triple-double. He had 10 points, 9 boards, and 8 assists. But I'm going to give my top performer nod to Terry Rozier. Up the floor for Rozier. Rozier driving, dishing. Martin passed on the three. Hands it back to Rozier. His three ball. Yes, plus the foul. A second four-point play opportunity for scary Terry Rozier. And Terry did indeed cash in the four-point play, his second of the night. He's on the precipice of joining the top four in Hornets history for career threes in a Charlotte uniform. He's sitting on 507 now, one back of Glenn Rice. But two four-point plays, 24 points, nine assists. He's really distributing well, and, and this is something that I think the Hornets star, Terry Rozier, is becoming more and more a focal point for other teams defensively, so they're closing out quicker 
on him. It's opening up passing lanes. And while there's a lot of two guards in the NBA who consider that to be a challenge that they have to shoot over, Terry is unselfish enough to just keep dishing, keep opening up more lanes for himself. And it's working great. Now, he didn't have the best shooting performance. He was 3 of 11 from deep. But inside the arc, he was 5 for 6. At the free throw line, he was 5 for 6. Ends up with 24 points. Just a great, great performance. And I think you double Terry or you close out faster at your own peril because he is unselfish enough that now on back-to-back nights, he's gotten over 20 points and he's averaging almost 10 assists per game over those two. So he is completely dialed in. Spectacular performance for him. Next opponent up is the Atlanta Hawks and uh, Hornets. If they can win that one, that would be four consecutive wins. They're eighth in their last nine games, and they would be something like 11-3 and three since Christmas. This team really is rolling right now and has a chance, depending on other results over the next 24 hours to 48 hours here, to climb into a top-six position as well. So Sunday is going to be special. Hopefully you'll all join us at Spectrum Center if you're within driving distance. Tickets, of course, available at Hornets.com. Rob, thanks as always for joining us here, but we're going to have you step aside because coming up next, our conversation with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NASCAR President Steve Phelps, both in town yesterday for the inaugural 2311 Racing Crossover Night at Spectrum Center. That conversation coming up after this quick break here on the Hornet Timecast, brought to you by Senta. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listen to it on cassette tapes. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, they just make sense. Sam Farber back here with you on the Hornets Hivecast, and we've got a special conversation for you today. Yesterday was 2311 Racing Crossover Night at Spectrum Center, and in town for the event was NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NASCAR President Steve Phelps. We started off our conversation talking about 2311 Racing and the Charlotte Hornets, who of course are both owned by the greatest of all time, Michael Jordan. And before we get to the talk about MJ, I asked them both what they hoped the 2311 Racing Crossover Night would accomplish for their respective sports. Let's start with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Well, one of the things Steve and I have talked about is how can we bring our audiences together? In some ways, what makes the crossover so vital is that we are different. If we were very similar, there wouldn't be a lot to cross over. And I think that two organizations that feature some of the very best athletes in the world, some of the most competitive people in the world, I think that both focus on technology in so many ways that are driven by the passion of our fans. We talk to each other and learn from each other. And I think here we want NBA fans to see, well, if it's something that Michael Jordan is invested in, it must be something pretty cool that I should be looking at as well. And hopefully NASCAR fans will see if this is something that, that Bubba and Kurt and these other drivers, you know, and Denny are invested in, that there must be something special on the NBA that they should be paying attention to. Yeah, I agree completely. I think for us, as we think about it, 2020 was a difficult year for everyone with the pandemic, for sure it was for us as well. Some of the changes that we made in in policy around the Confederate flag ban at our our facilities, the stance on social justice, obviously the NBA was was a leader in that space, but we needed to do that as well. And it was important for us to do. We probably wouldn't have these discussions right now, frankly, because I'm not sure you know, Michael Jordan would be have become a team owner without those things. So we're fortunate that, you know, we share in an owner in, in Michael and, you know, there are opportunities for us for sure to take these two 
great sports and put them together in that intersection to Adam's point, it's probably fairly small now. It can certainly grow. Steve, what is the significance to NASCAR of having Michael Jordan as an owner? (laughs) Well, I've been asked this question before. So Michael decided in September of 2020 that he was going to become an owner in NASCAR. I probably said the name Michael Jordan 5,000 times last year as I talked about the changing of our fan base, the changing of our ownership group to get younger and more diverse. No one does that more than, you know, frankly, the greatest athlete on the planet of all time. And so it's huge for us. It really is. And I think it signifies to others that, hey, this sport's for us, both from a fan standpoint, but importantly, from an ownership standpoint. And we've seen that as well. Michael's been an owner of an NBA team for quite a bit longer. But what does it mean to the NBA to have the greatest athlete, greatest player of all time be in the owner pool? As I said earlier, I think for us, we're just in the same position Steve's in NASCAR. We're always looking to expand our fan base. And I think to the extent that a whole maybe new category of fans sees, well, this is something that Michael is paying attention to. I may be a NASCAR fan or I may be, frankly, a college basketball fan that, that doesn't pay as much attention to the NBA, that now I see some connectivity here that I may not have realized before. And in some ways, I'm one of them. I may be a prototypical person. I grew up in you know, New York. I live in New York City. There's not a track right near my home. You know, I've certainly followed NASCAR from a distance, but when Michael Jordan announced that he was going to be becoming a team owner, you know, I started paying more attention to the sport. And frankly, through some of the things that Steve's talk, talked about, some of the social justice things that NASCAR has been doing, some of their outreach in terms of diversity, it causes me to pay more attention to it. So I think that the challenge always for us is you, you want to hold on to your core fan and make sure they feel appreciated, but also find ways to reach out. And so that's what we're both trying to do here. You both mentioned that the sports have maybe a smaller sliver right now where there are some commonalities, but there are some things that really are common between them. And one of them is how you market stars and athletes. The NBA in the 80s, starting with Larry versus Magic, and then in the 90s with MJ, and now LeBron, and maybe in the future, LaMelo has always been very good about accentuating stars, not at the expense of teams, but to help highlight those teams. And similarly for NASCAR, even though there are great teams out there, most fans are, I would assume, fans of drivers first. So are there similarities that you both see in each other from that perspective and best practices you can take from one another? Again, I I think absolutely. They are some of the best marketers anywhere in sports. It's interesting when, as, as you know, Sam, when we added the patch to our jersey a few years ago. Of course, people say, oh, so you're becoming NASCAR. I don't, I don't know if I have to pay a royalty now to them, but um, I'm not sure how many more patches we're going to add to the uniform. But these guys are some of the very best in the business. And also, I think what they understand is how to bring experiences to their fans and whether it's the sort of the hands-on touch of their drivers. I mean, it's legendary within the sports business that how connected these drivers are to the people who sponsor them, to the fans themselves, the outreach. And I think a lot of times with our NBA players, many of whom are younger, also that's part of it. You know, it's a different trajectory in the sport, sort of as they get introduced to those drivers, they see the similarities, but also they come to appreciate sort of the skill, the hard work that goes into that, and that common work ethic. That's all part of it. Steve, is there anything you noticed as you saw the NBA marketing its stars that you had seen in NASCAR already? Yeah, for sure. I think, listen, the NBA, in my opinion, was the gold standard in marketing their athletes. They did it early and often and really grew the league on, on the backs of that marketing and the players delivered. So to your point, you know, 
Magic and Larry and, and Michael and on and on and on, LeBron. For us, I think we got probably a halo effect from a marketing standpoint in the 90s and in the 2000s, where corporate America was putting their marketing advertising muscle against it. When things started to go and started to contract a little bit, particularly around in, in 2009, 2010, we knew it was incumbent upon us to to do that ourselves. And I think we have been very prescriptive and, and diligent in being able to do that. But it's a journey. Fortunately for us now, we've got some great older veteran stars are going to be first ballot Hall of Famers that are still driving. And then we've got this plethora of, of young drivers who are emerging on the scene and winning races like Bubba Wallace and Danny Suarez, who's from Mexico, and Ryan Blaney and our recent two champions, Kyle Larson and, and Chase Elliott. It's important for us. But putting them forward is important. They have a responsibility too, frankly, to build their own brands. So we try to help them from a content standpoint to get them where they need to get to so they can actually push through their own social channels or whatever that might be. We'll have more of our conversation with NBA Commissioner Adam Silver and NASCAR President Steve Phelps after this quick break right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, it's time to get some new gear. The best selection of new and classic Hornets apparel is at the Hornets Fan Shop, now with new extended hours. Stop by Spectrum Center Wednesday through Saturday from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. to pick up the latest in jerseys, Jordans, and more. Or you can shop from the comfort of your own home 24-7 with just a click of a button at HornetsFanshop.com. An easy trip on the light rail, you'll be sure to find something for everyone at the Hornets Fan Shop. Sam Farber here on the Hornets Hivecast, joined by NASCAR President Steve Phelps and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. Commissioner Silver, one place where you can really showcase stars is the NBA All-Star Game. Of course, everyone wants to have their team represented, but there are only 24 spots on the actual All-Star rosters. There are additional spots through things like the dunk contest or the three-point competition. What are some of the ways that the NBA is trying to encourage players like, say, a Miles Bridges in the dunk contest or a LaMelo Ball in the skills competition to participate in the NBA All-Star Weekend, regardless of whether or not they end up making one of those 24 roster spots for the NBA All-Star Game itself? Particularly the young players in the league, I think what we sort of try to convince them of is that you want to be part of that experience. They, of course, want to be All-Stars and this year in particular, we're going to have the 75 greatest there. And I think just being in that environment with those great players, that that's how they learn. You know, it's those stories off the court. You know, it's being around those other great players where they learn the little secrets they see, That what's that extra gear that they find in order to be successful. And then we also, you know, want them to understand from a fan standpoint that while they're honing their craft, particularly those, you know, young players and want to be great, that they also want to have broad appeal. I mean, it's not that different than what Steve said. I think there's the marketing that the league and the teams do, but then their own responsibility to become bigger and to become that that sort of global icon. And I think those sort of events, which often get enormous pickup, is one way to do that. Last topic I wanted to ask you both about is both of your sports have had incredible dynasties and have also now experienced a a great level of parity. So starting for you, Steve, what are the advantages to being in an era where it's not dominated per se by one great driver or in the NBA's case, one super team, but you have a feeling from a variety of fan bases that any given week, any given season, my driver, my team can win? Yeah, it's very unusual for us. So we have a we have incredibly long season. So we have thirty eight points paying races a year. So thirty six weekends plus two 
you know, we have an all-star and we have a something that we're calling the clash at the Coliseum and the LA Coliseum in a couple of weeks. But it's rare that a driver slash team would win double digits, right? And I think that's actually very good. So on any given Sunday that any driver can win. And it's important for the growth of our sport to make sure that we're doing that. We're coming out with a brand new car, not to get too technical, but the car should allow us to have greater parity as well because everyone's starting fresh, right? There is no body of work with this new car. So whoever can hit on something, figure it out, we'll, we'll have an advantage for a very short period of time. Everyone else will catch up. But I do think that this will bring the mid-pack closer to the front of the pack. and It'll bring the back of the pack closer to the mid-pack. I think it's important to do that. We had a dominant team. You know, Jimmy Johnson won five years in a row. You know, the fan base, unless you're a Jimmy Johnson fan, really just tuned out, right? And Jimmy was such a really nice guy. It's tough to hate Jimmy Johnson. And so there was apathy, which is not what you want. You want passion. You want drive. You want, you know, storylines that were going to tell both sides of the story, you know, black hat and white hat and that kind of thing, good and evil. And that's what we want from our drivers. And that's what the competition on the racetrack, I think, will give us this year. Commissioner Silver, how do you see that balance between great teams, you know, dynasties that fans either love or hate and also balancing it with parity? So every sport has a different experience. I think in the NBA, it's frankly tough to create that any given Sunday type parity only because, and here we are in the land of Michael Jordan, that some players are just so dominant that they're going to rise to the top, almost regardless of who their teammates are. Now, having said that, I think the way we see it in the league, that when that type of supremacy comes because it's built as a team, I think fans react to it differently. Even even fans who aren't fans of that team see it one way. Take those great Bulls teams, for example— Nobody was using the term super team back then. I mean, even though there were clearly super teams, they were just built in a different way and it was a different time. So one of the things we look at as a league is we want to ensure that we have what I would call a quality of opportunity. So it may not mean that in any given day, any team necessarily you're going to believe is going to be in the finals that year. But regardless of what team you're supporting, if it's well-managed, if those players are passionate about winning at that team, that you have a body of work that you can root for. And I would just just look at Charlotte right now. I mean, Mitch Kupchak coming into town, you know, Coach Borrego, LaMelo, I mean, you know, Miles, young, great group of players, you know, complemented by some veterans. And it's a team that people can believe in. And it's a team that I think that you can watch them build on the court. And even though they're young, they make some mistakes. You know, I think that the fan base will accept that and say, well, maybe statistically, you know, it's not as likely as maybe some other teams were going to win a championship this year, but we like the way this team is built. We like what they stand for. So, and, and that's what we're trying to drive towards in the league. In the last four years, there have been four different NBA champions and seven different teams representing their conference in the finals out of a possible eight. So a lot of recent parity. And with the way the Hornets have been built in the recent run, they are on certainly some hope here in Charlotte. They can join that group as a conference champion in the not-too-distant future. Absolutely. Well, our thanks to you both for joining us here today on the Hornets Hivecast. NASCAR President Steve Phelps, good luck to you on the upcoming start of your season. And Commissioner Adam Silver, thank you so much for your time and best of luck heading into the NBA All-Star Game in Cleveland and through the rest of this 2021-2022 campaign. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks again to NASCAR President Steve Phelps and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver for joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast. They were both in town for the 2311 Racing crossover night at Spectrum Center. Also in attendance, 2311 Racing drivers Bubba Wallace of the 23 car and Kurt Busch of the number 45 car. They both joined us in studio as well. And you can hear that conversation in tomorrow's Hornets Hivecast, as well as Hornets play-by-play voice Eric Collins, who will help me preview Sunday's matchup against the Atlanta Hawks. It's another jam-packed edition of the HHC. You won't want to miss it. Hope you'll be here with us once again. Till then, for my producer and guest today, Rob Longo, and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver, as well as NASCAR President Steve Phelps, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along, and we will talk to you tomorrow right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com.